0: Welcome to Forever in Bloom. This is a cinematic exploration, investigation and celebration of Jeff Goldblum and his career. I'm Beth. I'm a filmmaker and with me is Liam, a sound engineer Hello. and uh, photographer Seb.
1: Hello. Yeah. So, this, this one, which I think is episode 25, even though I said last week was episode 25, I don't know how to count. But, we are watching What's the new? 1992 uh, drama comedy thriller, Shooting Elizabeth, which is a movie that, that tells you that sometimes all it takes to save a marriage is an attempted murder, an AWOL wife, and a mountaineering priest.
0: I've noticed something with films that... Ha- the more uh, genre categories that are attached to a film, the usually the most lacking in character they actually are. <laughs> yep. It's like a comp- compensation thing. Uh, okay, so if I, how you guys I, feel about
1: that. I'll pull up the kilt here. It, I did say drama by mistake. It's just a comedy thriller.
0: Okay. okay. Then this film was amazing. No, it was not. It was, well.
2: Can I be honest about something?
1: Always. I was kind of charmed by this. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so, okay, so. So. Um, every actor that isn't the main two... Awful
2: That's not true Take that back Apart Um, from The detective Yes I thought
0: you were going to say Mr Chu
1: Oh no Mr Chu is also fantastic The mad mountaineer Okay Those four aside Every other actor Garbage In this film Yeah Delivery Awful But This had a big old case Of BJE for me man Big Jeff Oh yeah I was Yeah he was a bit like he, Jeff's like particular brand of like eccentricism is very good for like the panicky like neuroticism of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess to 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 let people know what in the whole shit we are talking about, uh, this movie is about Jeff, who is an American executive living in Europe. Uh, for a, he works for a water company, and he plots to murder his wife because he she's judgmental and callous, and he hates her. Um, and then instead of actually murdering her, he bottles it and she decides to disappear and go camping. And uh, he then gets <laughs> accused for the murder of his wife. Yeah. Film. Yeah, that's it.
0: That is the film. Um, that is which is actually
1: also weirdly world. like the
2: plot of Gone Girl, more or less. Mate, the last note <laughs> I've written is poor man's Gone Girl. This is a, I, 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 I did call it Bargain Bin Gone Girl uh, in also one of my notes. But... um. Literally. But um, for those of you who haven't seen Gone Girl, you don't have to. You could watch this instead and it's essentially the same thing. No,
1: no, 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 Don't do that. Gone Girl is a fucking amazing movie. Do not choose to watch Gone Girl over this. But um, I, 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 I feel a little bit bad
2: about it, but I actually like genuinely had a really good time watching this this morning. I should point out for context, my first note is actually I'm eating pancakes because I made pancakes this morning. Why is that a note? Um, <laughs> I don't know why I write, where I wrote it down. But I wrote down my first note, I'm eating pancakes at 9.20am. I was, So you were just in a good place. Yeah, I, I was just eating some, I had some pancakes, had some coffee. I was like, oh, let's have an American film. And then it was uh, Spanish, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, and I actually quite like how this film opens. Um, Remind me. So it opens with a couple of uh, cutaway shots of like the city he lives in and a couple of bits of Jeff's life. And he's, it's an immediate voiceover from Jeff. Um, yes. Sounding like he's talking to a therapist. Um, and then it cuts to him getting out of a taxi and he was just talking to the taxi driver. But there was something about the energy of it that I was immediately like, hmm, hmm, I'm here for
1: this, actually. It gets you off to a rip roaring yeah. start. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's describing his dream, isn't he? And yeah. I think it, that, uh, that sequence kind of um lets us know like what we're in for a little bit there's lots of twists and turns um i guess the plot's quite interesting in that way there's countless times where they they build up your expectation and then they kind of tear it down with giving you something else which goes against completely what you're expecting Mm. um and that happens like over and over but i actually found it a bit tiresome to be honest i kind of hit the point where i was like okay i feel that i i just felt like a used uh slinky (laughs) to be honest
1: wow Uh that's not really something I think yeah. of being used, but I see that, like, bent out of shape a bit. Someone's been mm. a bit rough with the slinky yeah. and one of the, one of the hoops are a bit crooked.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the effect. And I don't really know if I want that effect. From
1: a film. No, I, I understand that. I wouldn't want to get crooked, but uh, <laughs> I, I I get what you mean. Like, I, I can't, like, fully say, like, oh, I would watch this film again, I loved it, but it definitely had a charm, for sure. Like, some of the characters definitely had a charm, but it even though it was quite short, it still felt a little bit like it overstayed its welcome, you know, like they could have, there could have been a bit of a cheeky little snip on that film and it probably would have been great.
0: Mm. That's something we're noticing. I feel it's a regular comment that one of us has on the majority of the films that we watch is that there was something good in there and it just overstayed its welcome slightly. Mm. And if it was shorter, it would have added a lot to it. I do agree. Need a bit of a fluff
2: cutting in a lot of these nineties films, I think. Um, yeah
0: i felt like sure. going back to the cameos thing i felt like they tried almost a bit too hard to kind of charm us too much with the cameos like when they have the it's the guy that robs the house um, yeah. at the very start and then they try and sort of like create this whole character this like interesting funny plot with what's going on in the in the uh burglar's head yeah and it's just it's kind of it's kind of a bit long-winded and i feel like that happens a few times in the film
1: Yeah, I I think that they were using that to kind of like set up uh, Jeff's whole like inspiration of wanting to murder his wife because Mm. she just like, the burglar comes into the house and all she does is just ridicule Jeff for letting a burglar into the house even though he's holding a gun at them both um, and just uses it as an opportunity to just fucking properly just beat on him basically whilst calling the police. So that's like, that's the thing that kind of I think like breaks the, breaks his back, but... It definitely again was like they played that they tried to stretch those laughs out for as really as long as they could over that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: Conversely, at
2: that exact moment is when I was like, I was I like jacked in for it. I was like ready. <laughs> like I, like I knew what it was oh, offering sorry, me. Sorry, you just say you jacked it. I what? Sorry.
1: Did you just say that you jacked it. I jacked in for it. Oh fuck, man. <laughs> Um, I I know you enjoyed the film But there's a time and a place (laughs) No that was later on
2: in the film Um,
0: Note number uh... (laughs)
2: 7 but Actually more like 17 Note number 1, eating pancakes Note number 7, just jacked it, great movie (laughs) Um, But um No like I feel like I knew what the film Was going to be doing at that point in time Like I knew the kind of thing I To expect, I knew the Eccentricities of the fact that Most of the actors are bad um
1: Uh, yes speaking of that like the the detective that is on the case and is like deter just has already made his mind up that jeff killed his wife and is just trying to find the evidence he is in a different film to everyone else mate
2: so i have a really i have a really weird specific reference of who he is the combination of um (laughs) and liam i feel like you might be one of the only people in the world who immediately will know the two people and how is one of the poirot no oh Um, okay so so uh Daniel Craig's character in Knives Out,
1: okay, yeah,
2: meets Donny Bonet. Is the only like, <laughs> so for those who don't know, Donny Bonet is a, a a contemporary funk soul musician who makes music that sounds like it was made in the eighties, and he has a, he mm. does not take himself particularly seriously. He's got a vibe, yeah. And this this detective, I would watch a film series about
1: this detective, um, yeah. Detective Del Rio. <laughs> Um, I know like he's just full of like these one-liners that come from like this vaudeville play kind of thing it's just like when he's searching Jeff's house and um, Jeff's like when he finds out that he's got a warrant he immediately is starting to be really nice to them and asks if they want lunch and then like his walkaway line (laughs) is like you'll excuse me if I don't stay for lunch but murder has a funny way of taking away my appetite and then just, like, drifts out of the room. And it's like, what What are you? Where are you? You're not in the same film as everyone else right now. He
2: does, he does a lot of good, um, good pointing and good, like, motion. He was... I need to find out who he was. Hold on.
1: He accentuates half of his lines, like, with a gun. Like, yeah. cocking a gun or moving a gun up in place. Like, it's absolutely insane. It's so hokey. I love it. That's really... That's quite a sad role I've just found on um, IMDb. They could have at least... Get, you know, there's the maid... In the film, that's like always checking in on him and giving him mints, and like then talks to the police and stuff afterwards. Mm -hmm. They did. She's literally just listed as Pillow Mint Maid. How degrading (laughs) is that? (laughs) I mean, that's not good, is it? Um, One thing I will say
2: is that she has one of my favourite lines of the entire film because of her delivery of it, which is so. There's a point in the film where it has been it has been made (laughs) national news that um Jeff's character has allegedly murdered his wife so they're on mm. on live tv interviewing uh staff at the hotel where it apparently happened and she's being yeah. interviewed and she ends her um she ends her segment by saying nice lady loved mints well i have left at that point but he said he would give them to his
0: wife
2: nice lady loved mints um <laughs> Um, and it had yeah,
0: that stuck out like a yeah, sore right? fan when she said it didn't it
2: um man. but um a, a very another very specific reference to Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 she she said it in the same energy as the guy at the weapons expo the,
1: the glue foam the glue foam the- man. <laughs> the big sticky mess a grenade launcher that shoots glue foam
2: um the thing that shoots glue foe yeah it was that exact same like (laughs) they got one read of that for sure that wasn't like good enough and they were like just do it with a bit more energy and that was the second one and they took it they did not did a yell and they were like yeah (laughs) that's it
1: (laughs) (laughs) fuck's sake uh so baz taylor directed this movie and i think like i don't want to cast too many dispersions but i think baz taylor was going through some stuff in 1992, because he made three films and all of them are about men getting revenge on their wives in some way.
0: What are the other two films?
1: Uh, Let me quickly scroll to where they are. 92, we have Near Misses and Tattletail are either side of shooting Elizabeth. Near Misses is a Flandering executive tries to juggle two wives and a mistress and finally sends himself being shadowed by an angry Russian in the cold war. So, like, annoyed, getting annoyed by women. And then you have Tale, uh, A failed actor gets his 15 minutes of infamy when his ex-wife writes a vengeful tell-all, tell-all book about their marriage.
0: Bloody and yeah. he decides
1: to use his acting skills to get revenge on her. He was going through some stuff, I, I mean, think, in I think that year.
0: I think it's good, a good thing for directors to focus in on what they like to make films about and to really explore those um ideas but i think it's a bit extreme to literally be so glued to one yeah particular idea especially when it involves um killing women Mm
1: -hmm. like that take that further there is literally a line in this film where uh he says i think it's like jeff's friend um is, or Jeff, one of the two is like trying to, they're talking about the plot to murder his wife. And he says, every man thinks about it once in their life, like talking about <laughs> murdering their wife. That's the, no, they don't. That's the detective that says um, that. Is, it, is that Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, it's the, the detective, detective.
0: But ev- everyone in this film seems to be an expert on what women want, what women need, what men do to women, what men should be thinking about to like, yeah. all, all this stuff, like everyone has their own- And uh, it's all
1: written and directed by men.
0: Concrete, yeah, idea, yeah, completely. And I just want to know, like, what communal book they've all been reading that's given them this knowledge. <laughs> sure. I just I would, From, I would like to know.
1: Whoever was the uh, 1992 equivalent of Joe Rogan? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Quick note: Jeff's birthday lasts longer than a day in this movie, but sure.
0: Yeah, he's like a child, isn't he? Every, he goes around <laughs> telling everyone he meets that it's his birthday. Like a random guy in the lift tells him it's his birthday. Everyone at work tells him it's his birthday. Like three days after his birthday party.
1: Yeah, Um, it's like, yeah, he goes home, has a surprise party, then comes in the next day at work and they're all like, surprise, birthday, and it's like, that was yesterday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's an American thing. Maybe they have long birthdays in America.
1: Maybe. Um, There is, I think, kind of carrying on with, like, this dialogue thing, I think there's a lot of, like, the grandiose self-sense of worth in this. Like, there is a line which is just so off the cuff from jeff when he's playing golf before the detectives come and see him um and he makes a joke about the equipment changing size because he goes to hit one of the big balls off to the side rather than the golf ball and then just under his breath he just goes i stride the earth like colossus
2: 10 years why they changed the size of the equipment i don't
1: know
2: (laughs) i stride the earth like a colossus (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then goes to hit at the ball it's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> yeah i
0: think he's riding on that energy that you know he, he's got like this constant adrenaline that was uh fear that he was going to get caught and now it's all in his head clear and he you know he's in the clear it's all working out and he's just like very ecstatic about life and that's why he's got this newfound confidence mm. which doesn't translate very well
1: no I would say my favourite part of this film probably is his like murder monologue. Oh, I was about like to the, bring that up. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, the the, the monologue that he's giving like where he's like practising the, the speech he's going to give his wife before he kills her, like unbeknownst to him that she has already run off at this point. And it all gets diffused by him like accidentally shooting a pillow and then like getting scared and deciding he doesn't want to kill her anymore. But like the five minute monologue that he gives before that man i was so hooked it's just got all of like the crazy jeff energy that i wanted to do this podcast for just just Mm -hmm. just threatening an empty chair for five minutes yeah yeah absolutely smashed it man it was so good it's
0: captivating it's it's probably one of the better pieces of acting that we've seen in the last few films yeah
1: Uh, that's why i think that it's that it's that uh, like eccentricism that jeff has that like really just matches this like panicky neuroticism that this this character has man that's why i think they're just perfect together in that scene you know
0: mm. yeah
1: um but i guess
2: what one of the one of the last major plot developments that we should bring up is that uh his wife has ended up going to camp in the mountains and he meets father chu who is a priest and also a mad mm. mountaineer whatever in the yeah, world what, that means
1: He's just called the mad mountaineer because he's he's like old and has crazy amounts of energy and is a bit nuts and he's a sick like hunter I and mean, tracker. He's like yeah.
0: really he's just he's just like a a, a shape shifting plot vessel, isn't he? Mm. <laughs> just kind of like put, he's he's just he enables the story to move on. Like one minute he's a priest, the next minute he's a mountaineer, then he's like a relationship coach. Like he just sort of I, helped, I just I really liked the reveal. Together.
1: Yeah, he really did. I ju- yeah. I just loved the reveal of him being the mad mountaineer because he's wearing like the long priest gown uh, and he's like hearing Jeff bitch about the fact that the mad mountaineer isn't there and he should be here for the holiday and he wants to go out and hiking to find his wife. And then he just goes, ah, by the way, and just like lifts his fucking uh, like gown up to reveal like hiking boots. He's like, I am the mad mountaineer.
0: <laughs> it's just that it's that crazy idea that like all, all main characters in films seem to get special treatment. Why that they'll they'll tell someone their situation and people generally aren't interested. And then as soon as they give their backstory, suddenly everyone's like, oh, I'm going to drop everything in my life and help you, like, yeah, fix your goal. And it just. It happens in a lot of films that Jeff is in. He seems mm. to have it's, it's just
1: this era as well, I think, man, isn't it? Like, they're just like, yeah. well, we need this to happen, so let's just make this dude do the thing that needs to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to say that I hate... There's, there's one thing that, if it's true, does make me really angry, mm-hmm. which is that the only reason they are called pigeons is because of, like, clay pigeon shooting. <laughs> I, hadn't, consu- shooting I hadn't considered that to be honest and she's elizabeth pigeon and if that's the case i'm furious at this film now <laughs> uh and what you I, think
0: that's that's sorry why is it i think that's the that? reason
1: they're called last name pigeon because he's shooting elizabeth and the whole thing is like clay pigeon shooting or you go out shooting pigeons Oh. yeah see what i mean
0: Yeah.
1: rubs yeah. me the wrong way a bit um yeah and because of that like some of the lines that the fucking detective gave out was, like, the lowest of low-hanging fruit for this thing. That I was genuinely surprised they didn't come out with, like, stop that pigeon now!
2: <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
2: I don't know how I feel about I that. This, Maybe. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I think it's you shouldn't be noticing decisions like that as a spectator. I think that's a mm. that's a very lazy uh, filmmaking sign, isn't it, when you're, it, when you're kind of, of connecting things- the dots like that?
1: Yeah, when it just clicked in my head when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh man, that's if that's the case, fucking hell, that sucks." Um, so I have
2: given this a nine in True Bloom for for True Bloom. Yeah, nine. I gave an eight. I gave it an eight to be fair. There's just something about it. He's got a, he's got a power going on, you know, Liam. What?
0: I'm sensing a weird energy. What just happened?
2: Uh, Beth, can you not see the fact that Liam is now in front of horses?
0: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, lovely. Um, <laughs> nice.
2: I like how unimpressed you are. I actually really appreciate that. Because I too yeah. am unimpressed by the horses.
1: Well, still, you didn't have to derail the whole podcast for it, did you? Mate?
2: Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't write anything down. Uh, for some reason, classic. But I'm gonna give it a seven
1: point five. Ooh, okay, nice
0: point fives. So I love it's me seven point five,
1: eight, and nine. This is this might be a high scorer. Yeah. Craft. Uh, I gave it a four out of ten. I gave it a five to be fair. It's just not made that well, is it? It's just like shot pretty boringly. Yeah. Sounds shite. Um, there is some really bad ADR actually
2: that's really bad yeah ADL. I'm going to drop this now that I'm thinking about it that's going down to a three Jesus I know sorry aggressive I think
0: but... the, there was um, there was some I, I, I felt like there was some interesting camel work in there um, and I like the setting I like any any film that's set uh, near or by the, the sea uh, yeah, but that's, that's kind fair. of more personal preference isn't it but I gave it a five nice I, cool. I'm just compa- I, I I see like all these Jeff films in their own separate category, completely ice is- like isolated from all other films for some reason. Like if you had to rate this against all other films, it would probably be a lot lower.
1: Yeah, we are. We're doing these out of the Jeff films. We're trying to find the best Jeff film. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah.
1: Um, so for enjoyability, I put six out of ten. Nice. Yeah. I went. I went for seven.
2: That felt natural to me.
0: I've got a six. Ooh.
2: Ooh. Wow. Okay. Sorry, I made a very right. strange noise there, didn't I? Uh, what, what What does this mean? Tell us where it is, sir. So, it is number. Is this correct? Hold on, let me just double check one thing.
1: Uh his his formulas.
2: <coughs> My numbers are spilling everywhere. Um, <laughs> the math is loose. This is number three. This is the third. This is the third. Are high- you joking? No.
1: What's it just beat? What did it knock off?
2: What uh, was Oh No, sorry. It's draw. It's drawn... Drawn third. With? With... Oh, my God. I just had it. With... Between the Lines. I don't
0: know. From a long time ago. From a long, long time film. ago. Yeah. That was an forgot early I forgot it existed, so that's
1: fine, I guess.
0: Good film. Yeah, but... I'd say In Between the Lines was definitely better than this.
1: I don't... But, yeah, we just... It's been I, too long. I was, as a film, probably yes, but as a Jeff, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. This is... This is This, some, this one had a mm, more primo Jeff, yeah, this so is, they weigh each other out, that. you know. Top tier Jeff, but...
0: I To be honest, half the time when we're talking, I forget we're even talking about Jeff Goldblum. I just think we're talking about film. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> then do you accidentally that's bring fine. up Jeff Goldblum too much in other conversations you have? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I definitely do
0: do you people always uh, ask me all the time they're like saying so, do you love jeff goldblum then do you have a shrine to him in your room and i go <laughs> yes yes and then i go no i don't no i don't and then i run upstairs and hide it and no i don't i definitely <laughs> don't um, i um yeah. my
1: dad has this thing like does it with my brother as well he'll see he'll find like one thing that uh he's seen that we've like liked or enjoyed or is like connected to us in some way and he's like cool well that's you fucked forever because uh my brother made one like freddo sticker for his his tattoo business and he's just been getting freddos for every birthday like fucking loads of freddos he'll just be like where well, here you go and then now every like card i get is like a jeff goldblum themed card no the I'm, i rate that actually that's very good Oh, no. It's great.
0: Oh my god. I'd have to nip that in the bud if that became a thing with me and my friends or family I'd have to be like, "No, this is strictly work.
1: No pleasure.
0: Absolutely no pleasure comes out of it." Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah, so my, just going back to what you were just talking about, my thing for many years was owls. Really, it's going a whole cyclical back to the start of our conversation. Um, Mm. and I have, I found a box the other day because I'm currently in my parents' house and I found about 15 owls in this box (laughs) that I'd obviously been given.
1: I assume stuffed
0: oh for god's sake <laughs> they were like plastic owls they were like little toys and then there was only like three or four like dead ones no obviously they were all, all fake owls nice. um,
2: if it makes you um, feel better yeah. mine was penguins
0: oh they've
2: got two into such bird stands. yeah uh, that's actually have you seen um have you seen that great film with michael
1: keaton bird Stand? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> fuck's sake, am I going to like go home next and find out that I used to spend years dressed up as a Robin and that we're all just destined to like be obsessed with birds? Yeah, we're bird people now. Um. <laughs> golden bloom.
0: Oh, bloody hell.
2: Seb, what's your golden bloom? Well, mine honestly is is his monologue. It's his, it's his- uh... Any specific moments of the monologue? I mean, honestly, the moment where he, actually I'm going to take that back. He has a recurring thing in this film where he just grabs something soft and hits something else soft with it very aggressively a couple <laughs> yeah. of times. He did it with the... Uh, he grabbed that napkin and, like, beat a curtain off yeah. with it. Yeah, <laughs> He's he, he did that with a cushion at one point as well, and I think he also did it with a towel. Uh, yeah. I wrote down that That's he did it good. three times. But this, the idea of just getting, like, a cloth and just, like, beating... Beating another yeah, cloth like, with it. Yeah, like, what is he trying to achieve? Because it's it doesn't seem very satisfying to get your anger out. It's, a. Uh...
1: He's what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, he's very conscious of his surroundings. It's like a conscious rage. Mm.
0: I think that's kind of. I think that's maybe a bit about showing a bit about his character. Like the whole idea at the end when it unravels is the fact that him and his wife never actually vocalised any of their issues, and he kept yeah, it all yeah. in. She let she let it out in like aggression and like being mm. mean to him, and he kept it in by being smarmy and nice to everyone, and actually like dying inside yeah. so maybe I that's took, what they were trying to convey there
1: just took it out on cloth and she took it out, took on, it out on
0: them on them cloths them poor cloths <laughs> um, yeah.
1: uh, my golden bloom was the moment where he goes to visit his friend at his dentist's office and she he's working on like a filling for someone she clocks Jeff and immediately starts saying, like, I know he did it. I saw it on the news. And Jeff's like, immediate response. He just goes, hurt her. Drill this woman.
2: Look, Howard, just relax, okay? He did it. I know no, he did it. Sanchez. I the in the
1: paper. Let the feeling dry. Just hold it. Hurt, hurt this woman. Just drill her, please. Look, Howard, you're
2: going to be fine. And it just absolutely <laughs> killed me. <laughs> yeah, I did actually forget about
1: that. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my golden bloom. Beth?
0: Um my golden bloom is where <laughs> is where the uh wait what what, what did omdb describe her as the the milkmaid no the the mint uh, made.
1: uh, the, uh the, the pillow mint maid.
0: the pillow mint maid is when she uh she's obviously cottoned on to something that he's done so uh she does she pulls out the tray with two mints on it and takes one off and then hands him one through the door and he Mm. looks down and sees one mint and it's kind of this moment of connection where they both know something's not right because he's she's Mm. like you know why is he only accepting one mint And he's like why is she only giving me one mint and he Mm. takes the mint and then just looks at her with this very perturbing kind of (laughs) uh you know more than you should know smile and that's my golden bloom because it's kind of creepy
1: Okay. I like those. I like very, very small golden blooms. I like it as, as close to the moment as you can get, is what I mm-hmm. like. Can I
2: offer a broader one All in the as well? Subtlety. That I feel like we should oh, mention that he's sure. very sweaty.
1: He's quite sweaty, yeah. He does mop himself a lot in this. Yeah, he's shiny the whole time. There is a lot of sweaty people in this film, to be fair. Just in general. Well, it's, yeah. Ma- it's Madrid, I guess. I think, it's hot.
0: Where are they supposed to be? They're supposed to be uh, somewhere nice on Barcelona. Their second honeymoon. Oh, they're in Barcelona. Yeah, oh, well, his, OK, his, that explains. His office,
2: his office is in Madrid. His job is in Madrid. They live yeah. there. And then they went uh-huh. on holiday to to Barcelona. And then they went on holiday to Catalonia, um, <laughs> according to how it's pronounced in the film.
1: Um, Seb? Yeah, mate, You know what to do, mate. Give us a bit of the bloomer verse.
2: So, I think he's on holiday, like, from his responsibilities, Um, Mm. because I feel like a lot of what he's been dealing with in some of his other, like, learning things, like when he's been in Hollywood or when he's been a writer or anything, I feel like it's all been, like, relatively high pressure. I mean, and he's been mm. killed a couple of times, so you know clearly it's relevant. I mean, he is a VP; he's like an executive at this water company. That's true, but it's just water, you know. You don't you don't <laughs> need to sell water to people; people need it. Well, he he did at one point, and he failed the meeting. I mean, that's true; that is actually very true. Um, <laughs> although in that within that scene, I do like his pronunciation of Evian, Um to describe an alternative <laughs> water brand. Well, he's in Europe, you know. Well, when in Rome, am I right? Except it's. Madrid um so but I feel like he's he wants he, and he wanted to get out of also t- so sorry first thing timeline wise um yeah this is clearly still when he wants to just live in Europe and not America for a while
1: yeah we're in this phase yeah um uh, to add to timeline uh saw him run for a bit he's getting closer to the bot I one of, my, that, one of my one of
2: my notes is in capitals, slightly odd. Running,
1: yeah, that's the thing. He's get he's leaning over to the bop. Maybe maybe he. This is one of the times he didn't bring running over with him, mm. and and this is his natural run. We now see him in his full natural run, which is full bop. But I think he's 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 edging towards the bop in this. Yeah, but please continue. Yeah,
2: there's a it's a solid it's a probably a solid sixty to seventy percent on the bop scale. Um, mm. big time. But um. The big time bop scale. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. So I I feel like this is he wanted a break from things that could potentially get him killed.
1: Um, mm, so he goes to murder.
2: <laughs> well, that's an accident, isn't it? He didn't. He di- he he didn't start this life thinking I'm going to marry a woman mm. and then eventually murder her.
1: Yeah. Well, as far as we know. Well, I
2: don't think so. I think he married her and then realised <laughs> that actually, um, the prescribed like. Um, Uh, heteronormative relationship sort of thing that was very, very much uh, presented as the only option within the 90s. Um, And to this day, still a fair amount. Um, Probably realised that that was um, not necessarily the best for him, because he was living and had married someone who maybe they weren't very good for each other. Um, Should he have said, I'm going to murder her? Like, no. (laughs) That's not not the correct option to get out of such a relationship. Um, Although at the end, they're Sorry, I've left the bloom of us, but at the end they get back together again, which is a whole separate <laughs> thing. Um, mm, they do, but I feel like this was between. I think this might be at the end of his his European run, um, mm. and after okay. this he he goes back to being a Hollywood bigwig or something. Nice, love a bigwig. Love a bigwig. Love a bigwig on holiday. Love a bit. <laughs> love a love a bigwig in Barcelona with a big time bop. Um, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> Well, taglines? Sorry? Taglines? Oh, it it, you just became a robot temporarily, so it was quite a, quite a loud just buzz, but I assume you said <laughs>
1: taglines. I did. I did say that. Nice. Uh, so, number one. When divorce just isn't final enough. Number two. It isn't always marital bliss. And number three, a water exec, a callous wife, and a mistaken case of murder.
2: Ooh. For some unknown reason. The
0: second one sounds like dialogue.
2: Oh, you thinking the second one?
0: No, I think the second one sounds like dialogue, which meant that Liam ran out of time and just plucked a line of dialogue out of the film as a tagline. So I think he wrote that one.
2: I just don't know that I've ever heard Liam say the word callous before, which is why I'm leaning towards the third one being the real one.
0: Callous out of the context of having something on your foot.
1: Yeah. Yeah, as being a callous person. Yeah.
0: Callous person, yeah. And just because I, just, I can imagine you saying callous in that context for some reason. Not, not that you have callouses <laughs> on your feet, I can just imagine no, you saying something about that. Um, No, that tracks. <laughs> uh... I'm leaning towards the third one.
1: Mm. A water exec, a callous wife, in a mistaken case of murder.
2: Yeah,
0: it just—it's shit, but it makes sense.
2: Except no, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm I'm locked in. Wrong. Fine, <sighs> Liam. Sorry that I didn't think you had the word "callous" in your vocabulary.
1: Well, I mean, I do, but I also just took that straight from the um uh plot. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so which one is it uh, they describe it as a callous wife in the plot it is uh when divorce just isn't final enough which is was that the first br- one yeah that's that's the uh that's the okay. that's the tagline and it's pretty fucking savage if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it um i don't think it's a very good one no it's not which i mean i couldn't really think of either what to get right this one either it's not an easy film to write a tagline about
0: yeah, it also doesn't really make sense because he states in the film that uh, divorce is a worse option. If if he if he feels like murdering her is the easier get out because then he doesn't have to go through a divorce. Mm. Because she know he knows that she'll win because it's very like that, isn't it? Competitive yeah. divorces in America, like both parties fighting against each other. Um, so that doesn't really make any fucking sense. <laughs> um, but hey, hey,
2: that's Baz
1: Taylor for they you. We should have
2: just had the had the. Um... Just te- Just change it. Can we? How do you edit IMDb? Um, he's in it for fifty
1: nine minutes. By the way, oh right, of, a, Fair, of an hour yeah, and thirty one. Most, most of it. That's probably the most so far, right? Yeah, I think so. Nice. I mean, he is so he, he some... is the lead actor, and it is mostly just about him. So. Yeah, big Jeff energy, mate. Why it's why it's third. Uh, so I guess we should probably announce what we're doing for next episode. Oh God, is that next time? That is the next episode. (laughs) The next film that we will be covering is the one and only Jurassic Park. Hmm.
0: Oh, Jurassic, no, I never heard of it. Um, Yeah, very exciting. So we're gonna do something a bit different, hey?
1: Yeah, we are going to release a full commentary of Jurassic Park. We're gonna do a full watch through, but we'll also be filming the Zoom chat, so that'll be on our YouTube channel. And the twist is that we will also be drinking Jurassic Park inspired cocktails and playing a Jurassic Park drinking game the entire way through the film.
0: I can't believe that you're making us film ourselves, put it on the internet after all the hairdressers have been closed for six months.
1: (laughs) We'll all wear bald caps. How about that? I'm not going to get a bald cap for this. Coward. (laughs) Do you know how
2: sweaty that would get? We're going to look
0: like a... Hairy coward. I think we're going to look like a a, a country like Christian rock band siblings slash <laughs> lovers.
1: Uh, I'm trying to remember what was what was Jeff's hair like because I've got quite a few wigs in the house. So what's Ian Malcolm's hair like? Short and dark. I might go it's wet. I think
0: it's wet. Mm, yeah. Because
1: if if I've got the ability, I might just go fully Ian Malcolm for the record. I've got some old square black glasses. You'd have. I'll just to, colour ha- them in with a sharpie. You'd have to get quite oily, I think easy Mm. i just won't wash until we record next
2: (laughs) (laughs) what if i came as a dinosaur how would we feel about that oh please sir please be a dinosaur i mean i'm not going to but
1: it would be funny just do face paint do face paint no I'm not going to do said it said please face paint a dinosaur <laughs> onto your face
0: I think you should buy one of those hideous massive um, outfits that were really popular on the internet like a year ago yeah. with those yeah that are made dinosaurs. of like full
1: vinyl and will be the loudest thing on a recording you've ever heard <laughs> in your yeah. life yeah any noise makes like He's <laughs> <laughs> like rustling all over the place Got to be trying um, to like be delicate with
2: like little glasses or something or wearing one of those suits <laughs> having to like throw, yeah, so throw a okay. drink into
1: my like mouth yeah into your gullet uh which would actually be the dinosaur's neck
0: i might dress as laura Dern, but from a different film maybe wild at heart nice not that that's like that that's just the closest thing i can think i just can't think of anyone else in that film i'd want to dress up as Mm. maybe uh, i'll dress as uh, the pile of dung
1: yeah man yeah
0: (laughs) how would i do that how would I dress? A, how do you dress as a, a pile of dung? Maybe I'll put a call out on Instagram.
1: Just cover yourself in mud, and,
2: and like I feel, I feel like there's lots of like like straw or hay or something in there as well.
1: Yeah, sitting, sit in mud, roll in some mud, roll in some straw. Come and hit record. Mm. Done. Mm-hmm. And if if Jurassic Park was going to be scientifically accurate, all
2: mm-hmm. of the dinosaurs would have feathers. So you could always feather yourself as well.
1: Yeah, tar and feather yourself before you come and record this.
0: <laughs> I feel like covering myself in feathers is sullying the authenticity of Jurassic Park and the fact that uh, Spielberg spoke out and said that he was not going to make the new ones with feathers.
2: Yeah, but what does Steven Spielberg
1: know? Hmm. True. He's only made some of the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah, name
2: me, name me one that- successful film he's made.
1: E.T.
0: I'm literally reading a book (laughs) at the moment that uh, is explaining the fact that all the highest grossing... Just because a film is high grossing means that the film's probably shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Like Avatar. Great
0: book. It's a great book. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the main examples. There's going to be
1: five of them fuckers, man. Yeah. Eventually. It's a lot. Five Avatars. Yeah. Yeah. He's already written them all. Ugh. That's still one less than the Sharknado franchise, though. So. Ugh. I am not... And they have the best titling scheme of all time. Sharknado 2, the second one. What's the first thir- Sharknado, That's- The Fourth Awakens. I,
0: I really hate hate most people on this earth. <laughs> like, with a passion. Like, really, really strongly.
1: Someone gave um, me a tip at a restaurant I used to work at because of that film, so don't knock it.
0: Um.
1: <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway yeah so we have absolutely no idea how this is going to go next
0: spiral.
1: yeah big time yeah we have no idea how this episode is going to come out next week we just uh, two weeks sorry we just thought that one we have all watched jurassic park unspeakable times and it's been spoken about so much that i don't know if there's anything that new we can bring to like our normal discussion mm. so we thought we'd uh spice it up a little and give give you a full commentary mm. um
0: it's going to be good. Sure. We're, we're, we'll it's going to be jam packed jam-packed with surprises and uh exciting uh Easter eggs.
1: Special guests. And I don't think I've been drunk in over a year. So fun. This could be really? fun. Really? I... Oh, yeah, man. I mean, the world's a toilet, isn't it? So What's the, what's the day today? Wednesday. Oh, no, I was Okay, I was relatively recently, but it was for a good reason. So, don't all worry right. about it. All right, settle down, Seb. I know you've got your meetings to go to, but <laughs> on, don't air all your bad laundry up in it.
2: I heard you say bad lingerie and I want you to know that if I did have some it would be bad and I mean bad
1: in a good way. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Put that on the list of something that I would rather burn my eyes out before seeing. Catch me at the next
2: like um like uh Rihanna fashion show. Um get some
1: get some Yeah, uh... I guess on that note, um if you could share the show actually for everyone that shares the show we get closer to seb never buying lingerie and being on a rihanna fashion show i don't um, know if that's so true if it might actually be the opposite it is. i, I <laughs> No, because the more that you share the more i'll make sure it never fucking happens okay well i'll dedicate my life to it so please do that share the show where you can uh, give us a rating on itunes and all that um if you want to get in touch with us we are uh, at Forever in Bloom on Instagram or ForeverinBloom at gmail.com if you want to get in touch for any ridiculous theories that you have about our boy. Um oh anything else? I
0: think that's it. Yeah dude. that's it mate. Next time cool. we see you all we'll be in Jurassic World You'll like actually see us
1: for the first time if you do want to. Oh my god. But otherwise if you don't which wouldn't recommend it. Uh Just carry on listening. It's fine. It'll be just as chaotic, I am sure. Yeah, we'll try
2: and avoid too many visual gags.
1: Um, Yeah, we'll see. But um, I can't. I I can't. Like I said, haven't been, haven't drunk for probably a year and a half. Who knows what we're gonna get? I mean, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thanks everyone. Yeah, thank you. What do we usually say at the end? (laughs) We don't. That's the thing. So we'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. 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 Bye.